Welcome to Zila Food. Zila is the German word for soul, so soul food, but Zila food. This podcast is in conjunction with Zila Magazine, an online magazine bridging faith, cultures, and culture. I'm Ali Forti, an American Southern girl who travels and loves talking to people. I'm bringing you conversations from global movers and shakers from somewhere in the world. From these conversations, hopefully you'll be inspired to move and shake too. Thanks for spending time with me today. I hope you get fed, so let's begin. I had a fulfilling and encouraging chat with Jules Bush recently where she talked about her journey from Atlanta to moving to Dubai to become an airline stewardess for Emirates Airlines, then shifting from that to starting Brave Brave by Faith Travel. I didn't do much talking because it's clear that Jules has a lot of wisdom to share and sometimes it's best to just listen and absorb And I sense that this is how I should let the chat go when we started. Jules loves God and people, and everything she does is to uplift Jesus and empower people to go after their dreams and goals. In 2009, when she moved from Atlanta to Dubai to be a stewardess, her eyes were open to this great big world that God has made of cultures and languages. From there, with three months' rent in her bank account, she spent several years serving in, a South, in South Africa through the Hillsong Foundation. And from there, in 2017, she started Brave by Faith Travel, where she runs about 20 retreats a year in exotic locations, inspiring travelers to adopt new healthy habits while casting off old insecurities and mindsets and replacing them with a fresh knowledge of God and his deep love for mankind. Exposure to new cultures, friends, and dynamic experience has led the leaders in her network pave the way for Brave by Faith travelers to enjoy a life of genuine freedom whether they are on the road or back home. One thing that you're going to take away from this podcast episode is that Jules's journey, um, you'll see that from her journey, that when you walk with God, surrendering your life's direction to Him, He will lead you on a journey far above anything you could ever ask for or imagine. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast uh, episode because Jules is really inspiring and there's something for you to take away. Well, thank you so much, uh, Juliet, for joining the call today uh, for the podcast. And um, before we get into it, um, can you tell us a little bit about your calling and a little bit about yourself and where you grew up? Yeah, sure. Um, so I was born in New York and raised in Atlanta. Um, and yeah, I've never, you know, how growing up, you're like, yeah, I want to be a teacher. I want to be a doctor, you know, whatever, um, that is for you growing up. I never really had that. I never had, um, really an idea or a specific purpose or call. I knew, you know, God had a purpose for my life, but I wasn't really sure what that was. I just really used every season that I was in and learned and did it well. And um, I'm very 
adventurous. I love surprises. And, you know, when you, when you are surprised, um, you don't know what's going on. You don't really have control. You don't have any idea. Um, and so I guess it kind of goes with my personality and kind of going into the unknown and being okay with not knowing what's next. Mm-hmm. And um, so for me, I guess it's to an advantage or a gift of just having the gift of faith of just, you know, believing without seeing and being comfortable and content in that. That's very interesting because it's hard to do, um, even as a Christian, but it shouldn't be hard to do. But for those of us who, who God is leading step by step, um, <laughs> it can be a challenge, but it comes naturally to you to live like this. Yes. Okay. And, and how did you get there? Like, it was it, is that in you from when you were growing up or did you have like a moment where you were fighting God on this internally that he's just showing you step by step or how does it come so naturally to you? Well, it took, you know, little things like, okay, well, you know, like which way to go like when I'm driving or something like that. And I'm realized, cause you know, I go, a regular route and it's like okay no you should go this way and it's like huh but then I realized oh I just missed out on all this traffic or you know so it just takes little step by step and mm-hmm. also too um you know people say how our relationship with God is kind of emulates our relationship you know with our earthly father mm-hmm. and so specifically with that with me mm-hmm. um you know I was a I was a daddy's girl and um yeah, my, I just trusted, you know, my dad, he just, I just felt safe and he just knew everything, even when I kind of felt I knew what to do. And then he was like, uh, um, he let me learn my way. But then I, I saw that his guidance and what he was telling me, you know, was best. And I just trusted that. So he just, um, help me with decisions and all that and I felt safe and confident um in that and my father he passed away you know a week before my college graduation and um it was just amazing because the transition like literally you know God took that place and it was like a smooth transition and from that literally like that's who God's my life because um before i would go to my dad like for advice and um for guidance and literally the lord took that place and um yeah and that's really where my faith journey literally (laughs) began um just from there That, that's interesting to hear because I'm from South Carolina, so we're both Southern girls, and um, only 30% of Americans have passports. So I would say it's not very American to go and live in Asia. I saw you in Bali once working in the tropical trees or to Europe or to Dubai. Um, 
And I, I get it from a lot of Americans, especially family, black family who lives in the countryside. You know, why are you living your life like this? Um, and then with the idea of just trusting God and living by faith, it's been two years of me being a freelance journalist. Mm. And I've been coming up against that. I, everything I apply to full-time salaried work, it just doesn't work out. And I think God is trying to get me to that place where you have already realized just to live by faith, just to, to trust God as he's guiding your life. And uh, I'm, I'm just getting there now myself. Um, yeah, it's a journey. And, you know, we'll never arrive, even with me too. Like, you know, he brings us from faith to faith. So, you know, when we get comfortable it's like okay yeah but then like there's you know another step like even for me too like I'm always kind of like ah like it's never I'm never as far as um completely confident he brings me like to <laughs> another layer of in-depth but it's just kind of like I learn from you know past mistakes of just not kind of doing things initially mm -hmm. um and how I'm like, okay, it just really deepens my trust in God. So that's what I really reflect on when I'm making big decisions of or of obedience and just, you know, really knowing um, what to do. And, you know, when you go through different situations, mm -hmm. um, you kind of not go with what you feel, you go with what you know. Because a lot of times what you feel like you want to do, you know, is not always um, the best. And so when you go through, um, different situations you kind of just go with what you <laughs> you know yeah to do because all the times you feel like wanting to do things so yeah. um yeah but even um what I thought I wanted to do I, I graduated um with a marketing degree I wanted to do corporate um I was going on interview after interview just for the corporate world and I wasn't getting any jobs. I was qualified. Um, other people were getting jobs that I felt I was even more qualified to do. And, you know, I was getting accept. I was not getting accepted. And so during that time, I was just kind of like, oh, you know, like what's going on? Um, but God had, you know, a, a purpose and a plan for me beyond yeah. literally, like I could not even imagine because um, an opportunity came about for me to work in Dubai. I've never even heard of Dubai. This was in, you know, 2008. Um, I just graduated from college and I'd never even heard of Dubai. I'd never heard of this airline, which was based there. And it was a job for me to work, you know, with the airline. And I really feel that if I would have had the job that I thought I wanted, then I would not have entertained anything else. Um, and so a lot of closed doors for our protection because literally I would not, you know, be where I am today if it weren't for, you know, certain clo closed doors that God protected me from. And um, literally, like, no eye has seen, no eye has heard, you know, what God has, you know, for those um, who love him. And for specifically for me, that's what happened. Like I said, I'd never heard before of this country. I'd never heard of this airline. Um, that really came um, in just from that experience of me just traveling the world weekly, I would be in different countries. Mm -hmm. and it really exposed my mind. Um, 
because it's one thing to see something, you know, in a magazine, you know, see something on a postcard, but to see it in real life. Um, and it gave me the heart to really share with others because before I never had a passion for travel. Like I, I said before, I wasn't, you know, seeking out a position and it was like, you know, nine, at that time, 96,000 people applied for this position and they chose like 1600 people, you know, that year. And so literally God's hands <laughs> really was on this. And, um, yeah, I was very passionate about, um, sharing what I was seeing what I was learning and how you could travel too, because it was never my desire to travel until I was exposed to it. Um, I was very content where I was, um, in the States mm-hmm. and I wanted to share with other people too, because it's kind of like, Hey, cause at that time it was like 20%, you know, of Americans had a passport and like 10% actually use it. I'm like, I see like what's happening and what's going on. And just from sharing, you know, it led other people, you know, to travel. And I was actually sharing how you can get, you know, the position that I was in giving different tips, tips to other people um, of how to be an international flight attendant and living abroad. And I was like, I didn't want to move back to the States because after living abroad, I'm like, where's the next place? And everywhere seems so accessible. So you might think of another continent or another country. It's like, wow, that's far away. But I see it as different states. So like, you know, you're in America, America, you know, has all these different states and like say for living in Atlanta or wherever, and if you want to fly to New York, you know, or Florida, you're not thinking, oh my goodness, I had to fly so far. You don't think it's accessible. Okay. Yeah. I'll plan that. I'll, I'll go there for the summer. And that's how I think of, countries I don't think you know yeah Morocco I don't think oh my goodness such a hurdle I'm like it's just one flight away um and so the world becomes more accessible and you know you just grow yeah and I just became um really passionate about sharing that and um like my connections you know resources your your connections and yeah just about sharing you know, with others, a lot of people like, okay, look what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. And not trying to help someone. Um, but for me, I'm really all about bringing you along as well and um, helping you to explore and to see, you know, what I've seen. I really feel that even just the favor over my life and the things that God has brought me to, we believe he entrusts me with like it has nothing to do with me like I'm not special it's more so of what he's calling me to do and purpose me to do and he's using everything that I've learned and everything that he's exposed me to I'm sharing with others so it's beyond me it's not just about me doing and seeing but I'm bringing other people along the ride which has you know helped them in their journey as well it's amazing to see how, and this is why God is so real, because when I look at your life, someone from Atlanta by way of Queens who thinks of going to Bali like she's flying two hours away from Atlanta, it's amazing. And how God has guided your steps as an airline attendant to where you are now, Brave by Faith, where you're taking women on these retreats. And not just retreats, but you're empowering them. I saw an Insta video a story that you had where in Dubai, uh, was it last month, 
you were mm-hmm. showing some real estate and yes. <laughs> you buy and I'm like, wow, this is not just a, a retreat. This is really empowering. So women can envision that they could be owning a penthouse or an apartment and yes. overlooking the palm or whatever. And yeah. um, really just had a plan. And that's why we have to trust him. When the doors close, when the jobs, corporate jobs don't open in New York or wherever in the States, that he's got something amazingly more than you could ever ask or imagine that's mm-hmm. um, going to bless other people and glorify him. So when yes. we trust him, he will take us where we never thought we would take ourselves. Um, So you've kind of touched on this, but if you have anything new to add to this question, so you've traveled to 36 countries and you've lived in three, uh, can you talk a little bit about um, maybe when you get asked by people in your culture, your American culture, your community, I don't know if you've ever gotten asked, how, how can you be living far away or, or why are you doing what you're doing? How do you handle people who have no idea what it's like to live outside the U.S.? I'm not saying they're naysayers, but they just don't know what they don't know. Um, yeah. How do you handle those kinds of conversations? Yeah, but for me, my home is wherever God calls me to. So I don't feel far away. I actually, you know, my relationships have grown from the distance. And um, a lot of times you are friends with the people that you're around out of convenience. Like you work at the same place or, you know, you're around in the same neighborhood. And so when you move, you kind of see like you who like is intentional. And um, like it takes a lot, you know, to maintain relationships. and um, it really just hones into, you know, like the valuable, you know, relationships in your life. So actually, you know, when you're around people, you don't, maybe don't talk as much, like even example with my mom, like when I moved abroad, like I talked to her more. Yeah. (laughs) Then we were like minutes down the street from each other, literally. Cause like when I'm, at home in Atlanta, I don't like really just call her and just talk to her. And so it's just amazing how, you know, relationships have grown and more in depth um, as well. So, you know, initially, because even that was a concern, because, you know, when I first moved, um, I moved from, um, I moved to Dubai. It's like, at first, you know, you're a little bit homesick, but then after a while, I start missing my apartment know in Dubai my friends there and so just kind of growing um I would say even when you you move to college if you move away from college you can't just drive home whenever you're feeling homesick and I kind of really felt that um it really helped me even in that step um just grow in that way and independence um but for me specifically i had a purpose in dubai it wasn't just me just going there just seeing how it was going um so i was working full time and so you know my mind (laughs) was in that and and people see um like the fruit of it so um i'm an adult in my own um and so i'm not depending on other people so if it was like, oh, well, someone was supporting me, then yeah, then they can have a say like, okay, well, why are you doing this? How's this going? But um, I was, 
out there, you know, on my own. And yeah, and then people, it just really inspired them um, just to really go out and do things outside their comfort zone and um, to unknown. A lot of times we might stay in one space um, because of comfort. And that might be, oh, well, I don't want to move away from my family. Or, oh, like, if I move, you know, to another country, how am I going to get married? Like, how is that going to be? And it's kind of like, you need to live (laughs) your life Mm -hmm. and just really go out and and do things. Um, And so that really, moving to Dubai was just a stepping stone to the next thing, you know, that um, God was calling me to do. I actually... um, never heard of Cape Town before. It was one of our destinations. Um, and that was at actually the next place I moved to. And I never visited Cape Town before I even moved there. And so it's like literally stepping out. You never know what's on the other side of that. And so um, for me, it was just, you know, one step after another. And it's like, you want to be successful? Like, what was the last thing that God called you to do? And so for me, um, you know, even the big faith moves, that wasn't the first thing God asked me to do. It was just, you know, step by step, which leading to the next things. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, I'm going to do this. But what was the last thing yeah. <laughs> that God is calling, asking you to do? Yeah. Um, and that's a key thing, because when we get stuck in life and we're thinking, you know, asking God, what is it you want me to do? And you've been waiting and praying and waiting. Often you need to go back to to where he last spoke to you, go to what he last told you to do. And then I think there you find, you'll get some movement. Mm. Yes. Uh, direction on, on what you're supposed to be doing then. So yeah, I, I found that to be true in my own life. Go back to what he yeah. told you to do. Mm. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, you started Brave by Faith, and it's more than just traveling. You know, as I said before, you're leading women around the world and you're empowering them by you're opening up their eyes to something bigger that can yeah. bring lives forward. How did mm. you call you to start Brave by Faith? Um, for me, it wasn't a goal. Um, actually, it happened organically. Um, so what I mean by that is, so um, I lived in Dubai um, for three years. I lived in Cape Town, South Africa after that um, for another three years. And when people came to visit me, I would literally have a full-on itinerary. I would have a theme. I would name the trip um, and literally set out everything. I would have entire activities literally like for every second. Um, people would see the country in a way that you know, they would know other people who have seen it and they didn't do like half the stuff that they did and just the amount of time that they spent. Um, when I planned everything, I would have gifts on the bed. Um, my position when, when I was in Cape Town, South Africa, I was literally living by faith at that time. Um, I was doing a leadership development program there and it was so amazing. I really learned so much um, mm-hmm. during that time there and the course there. Um, I really learn to work unto the Lord because when the Lord's paying me, like I was paid through other people, meaning um, I didn't ask people 
for money, you know, I didn't fundraise just as he put it on my heart to go. He put on other people's heart to support me. And that was through, you know, friends coming and they're asking me like, oh, how much is your rent? Or just people I did not even know just coming up, you know, to me and giving me money and um, so many, you know, crazy stories. And um, so through working and um, living by faith, it was totally like a whole nother world because it was a culture. So all the people who were there were doing the same thing. And so it became a lifestyle. And what I mean by that was literally living for God. And it wasn't like we didn't have no fun and we didn't have a life. During that time, I was able to give more than I did when I had a salary. So it was just amazing. And, um, and what I learned during that time there was like literally priceless. Um, and so one of my responsibilities was I was an international volunteer um, coordinator. I, did, I had like five different jobs, like literally, and it was full on. I worked, I haven't worked, I like literally worked so hard. And, um, but you know how the saying is what you put into it is what you get out of it. And so for me, I took it seriously and I gave my all in a way that, you know, I was able to learn um, so much. And um, so I was a project coordinators. I was managing different teams. Um, but I was, one of my roles was an international volunteer coordinator for the program. Um, for the department that I was in and I was responsible, you know, for integrating international volunteers into um, our department. And I really went beyond that. Um, like I would, I would take them, you know, mountain climbing, we would go wine tasting. I would take them around Cape Town and do different things. And I just knew the value of that and just, doing beyond and hospitality and service. And so that was something that was in me because even, you know, my leader's like, why don't you have a guest house? You know, have a guest house here. Like they were just, you know, giving me so much encouragement in that gifting. Um, but that wasn't something that I really felt led to do. And, um, but yeah, so in that of just hosting people, I actually hosted like seven people seven of my friends that didn't know each other and they just all got along well. And yeah. So, um, after Cape Town, South Africa, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. And when I was there, <clears throat> I just made a post online. I was just sharing, um, I was doing a throwback picture of just flying to Rome and I was like, you don't have to wait. Cause you know, Rome is deemed like a romantic place. You don't have to wait until you're married. You don't have to wait until, you know, you're in a relationship to go to these places. Like you need to start now, like live your life now. And people are like, wow, like how do you travel this, that, and the third. And um, I just received so much feedback. And like I was saying before, I'm all about, you know, equipping other people um, and giving them tools and how to do it too. And so that was my thought. I'm like, well, let me put together a trip and, I was thinking Dubai because I lived there before and people can actually have a local authentic experience. And I'm like, I'll get a place, you know, everything will be covered, like literally food activities and they can literally see the impossible, 
you know, made possible. Cause you know, when I do things, I love to see and experience things that are wild, like wild factors. And that was built in the trip. So like I was saying, adventure, you know, surprise, Jesus, that's my vibe. And um, so that was a trip that was built on. It was adventurous. They had surprises. We actually stayed, you know, in the highest residential building um, mm-hmm. in the world on, on the 90th floor, which was wow. Um, and yeah, and having, you know, a brunch at the Seven Star Hotel and just doing things that, you know, serving them in a way that may not have been normal, but they have a different standard when they leave the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so I posted it online and thinking like, I just have to continue marketing and all that. And it sold out immediately. And when I mean immediately, like once I put it up, it sold out. And I was really, you know, shocked because, you know, I, I put down a deposit by faith to the place and everything. I didn't even have really a name for, you know, what I was doing. Um, I didn't make any money from it. I actually put money into it because that was in my heart. It was just really to, you know, share and give this experience to other people. And literally, you know, I had a waiting list. Um, and from there, I put out four more retreats that sold out before I even did the first one. Um, and that was to Cape Town, South Africa. And I lived there. So I was doing places that you knew that I knew it wasn't like, okay, let me just put this trip together to this country and just look up the top five things to do there. And that's what we're doing. No, like it was a walk through experience. Um, and that's literally how it started. I didn't take no business course. I didn't read a book on how to run a retreat. Literally, usually when you start something, you see what works, what doesn't work, then you like full on launch it. But for me, I literally launched the thing and um, rolled it out. And literally, God, I have to say, literally takes the credit for that because I'm still learning. Um, and it was March 2018 when you know, we launched out the full trips um, and really got sense of people too. Um, even when I, before I first launched the trip, someone was like, reached out to me and asked me to meet, be my intern. I'm like, what? I don't even have anything going on, but God knew. And so, you know, God really sent the people and I've learned not to rush things and not to compare. I really believe that God's carving, you know, my own path for this. And a lot of times if you see what other people are doing and yes, it's great to learn. Um, but specifically just stay focused. Um, and, and that's regards to running your own race, you know, um, which I'm doing and yeah. And it's no, and it's no rush. Um, and it's just taking my time. And, um, for me, success is what's happening on the retreats, not, in regards to how many retreats I'm running or, you know, all of that, it's really about what, because I could be having retreats going on, but if the transformation isn't happening and all of that, then that doesn't matter. Um, So for me, it's just really relishing and everything because we do a little over 20 retreats a year Mm -hmm. and each retreat, it feels like the very first one. It's just like amazing. It's just the excitement. And for me, it doesn't get old. And I really feel like, you know, it's grace. Like it's really the Lord, it's God's business and also me stewarding it well. So when I didn't have any money, I wasn't making anything. Um, I was stewarding what I had well. And when you're running a business, um, 
you are taking in other people's money and that money needs to be protected. And so it's like being faithful in the small. It's being faithful, you know, in the little things and then God will bring, you know, more. And so, and not to take each season, don't think it's mundane because, you know, each season that I was in, it led me, you know, to this. And if I didn't do each of those seasons well, I would be, you know, doing what I'm doing now. And he uses every gift. Um, so even with the gift that I had in, in um, planning and um, hospitality and even just how, you know, my personality is, he worked it in to what I'm doing. And this is not all that yeah. he has. There's so much more and it's important for us not to cap it out because we could be like, okay, yes, I love what I'm doing. And, but God can have something more, but then you can limit yourself in a way like, oh, well, that's it. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life or whatever that case is. Because um, even with each season that I was in, I enjoyed it. I loved it. So even before me stepping out in faith and doing this, um, I was working in Atlanta. I was an executive assistant, a living assistant um, for an amazing friend of mine. And I'm like, yes, like I I wasn't looking up other jobs or another position somewhere. I was enjoying, it was so hard for me to even step out and do this. But I just remember before um, when I felt led to move from Dubai to Cape Town, I delayed, I delayed a whole year. Cause I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna save up money and then I'm go. But that didn't work out. And literally I did that. And it was like the toughest year for me. Um, and I learned that, you know, really God, when God says go to go, and um, it deepened my trust in him. And um, yeah, so I really learned from that. And so when I feel um, or I know God is telling me to move and do things, um, it, I take less doubting and second thinking because I'm like, okay, God knows what he's talking about. And literally that's what's happening because um, I kind of feel that for, for me, if I delay things, I just won't do it. Um, and I was at that time too, when no one was doing retreats and now, you know, a lot of people are doing retreats. Um, but it doesn't matter what other people are doing. Like you, whatever, you know, there's 50 million blogs out there, but you know, if God is calling you to just write a, to start a blog or to even write a book, you know, there's even more books out there. And, and um, that God has a specific niche. He has specific people that are called to you. So even if, you know, you start, you know, a retreat business, there's specific people that are called to you that won't necessarily, that are not called to me that won't even know what I'm doing. You understand what I'm saying? So there's a place literally for everybody um, and for everyone. So yeah, so for me, it literally happened organically. It was not part of a five-year plan. It wasn't part of... Um, a goal of mine, you know, to be running retreats that we even have this business. Um, I didn't know anyone who, you know, was doing this. So for me, it was something totally new. It was something that I was learning each step of the way. I didn't have a formula. There wasn't a blueprint, blueprint to it. And so, yeah, so it was kind of like, you know, if I imagine like if I wasn't denied for what I thought I wanted, you know, I wanted to do you know, the corporate business and do that, I wouldn't be exposed to travel and be exposed to the world, you know, which led me a desire 
to share with other people. And, you know, I did a leadership development course, which helped me, you know, and to work as a leader and to work efficiently. And it grew my capacity literally out the sky, like out the rocket, like I have a huge capacity. Um, so it helped me to work in the position when I was in Atlanta, um, working as an assistant, because it's not a black and white job. And I was able to think ahead. Um, I was able to really not be macromanaged. I knew how to do things and which I learned from my previous position in Cape Town. Um, and then even with this business right now, um, in ministry, all that combined is helping me with what I am now. So it's really important for us to do whatever season, like no season is mundane, like it's significant wherever we are. So again, like I was saying before, like I didn't have like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor or whatever the case is, whatever, I didn't know. And even with that, it's just doing each season, each season well. I think all you, all we need is our, um, ourselves and Emmanuel. Like he's the manual. We we may not have been trained in something, but he, Emmanuel, the manual, our guide. Uh, just to play on words there, that all we need yeah. is the Lord, and uh, He will equip us when He calls us to do a thing. Um, and that's that's pretty amazing. And you know when God's hand is in it because it succeeds, it does well, it doesn't die out. And yeah, I can even test that to my own life when he's moved me to England or Spain or the Middle East. It's mm. not under a bridge homeless. So then I know he's taking care of me and, and every step has been spoken by him before I even do it. So that's amazing. And then all the women that are being empowered by you, are there any like success stories where the women from your retreats, have they gone out to like start a business or, you know, do that thing that they were scared to do before they did Brave by Faith? Yes. Um, there's um, women who literally have moved to another country. Um, that was their desire. Um, we actually pray for one another too. And there's power in agreement in two or more gathering and literally prayers have been answered um, on the trips. Um, there's one girl who has been a speaker literally um, from the trip as well. She has been getting speaking invites and like, she is like literally um, amazing. And even it's not even all about us to like God sends us even for the nation. Like we go into hospitals, like literally we are summoned. Like there was one girl, um, she was like literally anointed in um, healing. And we were at a Bible study um, in Dubai and she prayed, like we all prayed for one of the guys there and he had 20 years of back pain. He was healed from that. Um, and then we were called into a hospital, literally emergency room, because the doctors didn't know what was going on, you know, with this lady, and she was giving up, um, and they heard about what happened um, with the healing at the Bible study, so they were like, we want those girls to come to the hospital and pray. The husband was saying this, he's like, we want these girls to come to the hospital and pray, you know, for my wife, and we did that, and literally, like, her eyes started to clear up, 
And like she was discharged from the hospital and she was in there like for a week and she was ready to give up. And she called us her angels. And like, literally it's not about us. Like God is sending us to places, you know, just to give others hope, you know, even to heal them and to dream again. And that was happened on that. Uh, even our last trip in Dubai, um, one of the girls like just, you know, just in life, disappointment. She like she was mad at God, and she was saying the trip really helped her to dream again. Um, we had we also had a trip where, um, even though it's faith based, um, it's literally open to to anyone, and it's faith based in regards to really knowing the values of what you're um, getting into on the treat. Like for example, we ain't out clubbing, we ain't doing all that stuff, and you know if that's you that's great. You can go out and have fun, but that's not what we doing on these trips. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we have such a great time, um, as well. And in regards to that, it, <laughs> huh? it definitely looks like it. Um, every retreat you do. Yeah. It just seems like your girlfriends that you've known each other for 20 years or something. Yeah, and that's what everyone says and thinks, like, when we were on the trips. And we actually had someone, you know, who wasn't a believer um, on the trip, and that's totally fine. And she even had the best time. She was saying that, you know, she's been around um, Christians before, but she said that she's never had the experience like she had in regards to, because, you know, you might see someone or, but just, like, seeing 10 other women from different places that don't know each other and the love that they have for one another. She was just amazed. And, um, because the, the experiences that she's had encountered were different. Um, so the sisterhood that she experienced from the trip, she was like literally blown away. Um, and, and for me, that was just really special. Um, and it's not me that sets the atmosphere. It's God, like the Holy Spirit who sets everything up. Mm -hmm. um so it's not me who does the transformation and yeah like you you're it, just planting seeds mm -hmm. he's growing growing them yeah um three last quick questions uh i'm very close to my dad as you were and uh my dad of course wants me to succeed but i always get hit with this question you're not working in a company. You're not at home in the U.S. When you're old like me, you're not going to have anything in Social Security. <laughs> um, and, and that's a that's a, a valid-ish question that a parent has out of love because they want their child yeah. to be secure. Um, I don't think it's a wrong question. I hate it when he brings this up. But... Um, what is your advice to to young people who are living remotely, which is becoming a trend, I yeah. would say, amongst our generation, and even the U.S. government is beginning to have to, to look at this when our generation is old, how are we going to be provided and taken care of when we're not having much in Social Security? So what is your advice to those who are scared to take that step because you're thinking about something like this their pension maybe they're not even they don't have a private fund that they can deposit money into if they're working remotely so how do you think about these things what advice do you have about these things 
yeah like even like it when you're thinking about that it, it just okay like oh comfort and okay to be secure I, I understand like you know there's wisdom in certain things but then it makes you shrink back so if you feel like okay well I'm supposed to be doing this but oh well logically you know I need to be doing something else because I need to you know do something for my future or something like that but then it's kind of like you might not even make it until then like you know tomorrow isn't promised and so I'm not saying to live frivolously out Mm -hmm. there or you know willy-nilly or anything like that but you can also use wisdom in your finances and what you are doing now um so if you have the capacity to save I mean you can start saving you don't need to have a system to save um you can invest you can start doing things on your own yourself the worst feeling is to be doing something that you know you should be doing something else that you feel led to do but you're not doing it like that's the worst feeling to have and so um but when you're out there and everything is going like the decisions that you're making um everything that's going good like they're not going to question like for me my mom at first you know, when I'm telling her, okay, I'm doing this, you know, I'm moving, I'm doing this. Like she's seeing things happen and align. And so, you know, people are watching your life um, who are close to you, whether, you know, you believe it or not. And so if you're like, if you are, don't know what you're doing or concerned or doubtful, they're going to be doubtful too. So if you're like, oh, well, I'm scared. Oh, I don't know. It's going to cause them to feel that way towards you and whatever you do. Cause it's going to be like, Oh, well, Oh, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But when you're confident, even when you ain't confident, it allows them to respect you. It's kind of like, okay, well, her decisions of what she's done before. And that's what my mom said. She was like, you know, like she didn't understand. Even when I moved to Cape town, like I'm, I'm moving from a job. Like I was covered, like they were taking care of everything and I'm moving to work for free. Like that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you know, you've made good decisions, you know, before. And like, you know, I trust you. And so, you know, that gave me ease. But even when I was living in Cape Town, literally, I was there three years. So one year passed by, you know, I wasn't get, getting paid and I'm still there. And then kind of questions are kind of like, okay, well, like, what are you doing there? Right? And then when she came to visit me, like she understood and she got it. And she was like, you know, the impact in the community and, you know, we're going there and it was beyond that. And what I was doing was beyond me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of times you, other people just have to see mm-hmm. kind of what, um, what is happening. A lot of people may not, you know, believe what you're doing at first, but then they see the impact, you know, later on. And even if they don't, you know, they don't, but um, when, you're doing things on your own independently no one really has anything to say <laughs> for it so even if it I had a family member too it's like you know um because you know I had a bachelor's degree and she's like okay well I believe each generation should be you know better than the other and she had a master's degree so she wanted me to go get a master's and then you know like a PhD but I'm like are you on pay for it like people have a lot to say but it's like you know what I mean that's not 
what and I want to do. Even so, I'll take it a master's or a PhD. I remember Heather Lindsay, who, because um, I met you briefly in London when she and her husband were speaking at the Salvation Army, and I saw a post she put on Instagram that she got a master's, I think, but she didn't seek God in that, and then she had to pay it off. I mean, God has to call you, I think, to go get a degree like you know i think his hand needs to be in it and a lot of times too we might be in school because that's what you're supposed to do and that's what i did i went to college because that was what you're supposed to do mm -hmm. and I, I didn't really felt like a purpose or a need to do it. it's kind of like okay well i guess you get an education but you're at the same time that's expensive like you know you're spending you know five figures multiple five figures on something that you don't even know what you're doing and um when you step out in faith and you move or you do something because you feel god's telling you to do it people are like are you sure are you okay like are you sure you know what i mean baby ain't questioning you when you're spending all that money doing something you don't know what you, you want to do but then when you know and you're sure about something then you know people are questioning you so it's just kind of like you at the end of the day like you have to literally only care what God thinks because people are fickle. They, you know, will be like, yeah, that's amazing. You're great one day. And then the other day they're like, mm, you're crazy. And you know, all that. And then you're going to be wavering. So you, your identity has to be anchored into something, into some foundation. Cause at the end of the day, it's not even about what we're doing. You know, it was about who you are and who you're, what you're rooted in your foundation is. Cause we may not even have a job at all. You know, yeah. there's a time I didn't even have a job and it's kind of like, okay, but I had peace and knowing that, okay, something was going to come out in the right time. So it's not really about what we do, but that's the first step is being grounded in when we don't have anything. Yeah. Amen to that for sure. Um, you've got some really cool uh, retreats coming up for 2020. Like you just did something in Dubai, was it over New Year's, I think. And then you're, you've got something coming up in Bali, the Amalfi Coast, Santorini, Tel Aviv, Marrakesh, Dubai again, Cape yes. Bali, wow, Kenya, Mexico. My goodness. Um, do you have anything you want to say about those upcoming retreats? And how do you pick your locations? Because you're familiar with them? or Yeah definitely i'm familiar with them or if i'm not familiar with them i get i get familiar with them but just anything that i feel led to go to many people have suggestions but i'm like okay i need to feel led to go there and when i and when i go um i really get the vision and the theme so each of the retreats have a theme to it so um mexico is a healing retreat um and so what that means is it's specifically for the person who feels overlooked overworked um and it's a place really for them to just rejuvenate renew and reset we're going to have a christian therapist there um because a lot of times we might be going through things so we need to get to the root um and um going to therapy is great um and a lot of times it, it might feel weird it might be scary i don't know who to trust or who to reach out to to do that so we're going to have one there that they can actually continue their services virtually you know when they leave and um it's going to be so wonderful we're staying at a resort there we have our own private beach our own affinity food food, um, pool, bottomless Mexican food. Um, it's going to be really time of just pamper, relaxation, and just getting renewed. Like, cause you know, you're serving other people, whether, 
you know, you're in corporate, you're working for somebody, you're serving their needs in ministry, you work for a nonprofit, you're an entrepreneur where you're endlessly pouring out to other people. It's really a time for you just to rest and reflect and reset. Um, we have Bali, Bloom in Bali. It's about blooming in who God is calling you to be, blooming in Christ, blooming in your identity, um, just not being timid, but just going out. So Bali's a very peaceful place, um, and it's a great, you know, um, place for that. So there's so, like, each retreat, there's a, there's a purpose for it. Um, so if you don't know what to choose, um, we've literally had people sign up for three trips. Um, we just had a girl sign up for four trips. She's never been on our trip before, um, but she signed up for four trips, and we each each of our trips always has alumni has somebody somebody coming back and all that so it's really an amazing community um to be a part of even you know when i'm on there the goal is for the retreats to run on its own um, i have experienced leaders on each of the retreats on each of the retreat retreats that really lead it um they're the leaders um um, and it's amazing just seeing that work because you know it's not a, just about me that's why it's not called travel with jewels or you know um it's braid by faith travel um because it's literally god and god can use anyone um so it's really amazing to see them really activate in their gifts um and be amazing um at cultivating um the the girls um creating community um it's beautiful to watch and see um but yeah i, I go on the trip I don't I don't have to be there um, I don't need to be there but I can't stay away <laughs> like, I just love it. yes and it's just amazing and it's going at God's speed it's going at his timing like you know how the retreats are going and running um it's really about quality um over quantity and it's going at a pace um that's you know really good um so yeah I'm really excited I'm expected for it most of the retreats um are sold out and we actually have to open up spots i'm like open up a week of another retreat because it was sold out um but yeah i'm really excited i'm really expectant um we haven't had any issues like no safety concerns no um, roommate problems or anything like that um yeah and it's just really exciting it's adventure each one of the retreats feels like my first time going even though it's, you know, however yeah. many we've already done already. So it's all, it's exciting. It's, it's new and yeah. But yeah, but we, I'm so excited. Each, each person that comes on their retreat is just amazing. And I'm just blown away how, you know, they're investing. I don't take it lightly. Literally someone's signing up. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. It's really sounds amazing. And that women are getting along and coming expectant to to receive what God wants to tell them their lives. Um, yeah, that's it's just amazing. Can men join or it's just um, well, we do have um, couples retreats as well, um, which is really, really fun. So we have a Bali vacation, and so that's for couples. But we don't have a specific just only men's retreat. So that's um, one that where you know, the ladies' husbands can come, um, which is a, a couple's retreat, um, which is cool. But yeah, like where the presence of the Lord is like, you know, there's no drama, there's no confusion. And and so when people are coming together, 
in that one, you know, like-minded um, spirit, it's like, there is no room for that. Yeah. Um, so. That's amazing. Wow, Jules. Um, it's just looking at your life and God is, he really had a plan when you were born. It's like, this girl is going to be doing some amazing things. Mm. you're an encouragement to to just trust the lord with your with our lives and when we do that he will reveal our purpose and our calling um last question when you hear the name jesus what comes to mind um faithfulness um healer and protector yeah yeah wonderful well Thanks so much for your time. You know, there's a girl in London. I was in London in 2017 for half a year. And she messaged me, I think, sometime last year. And she's like, are you following this girl, Jules? Uh, she travels the world. You remind me a lot of her. Are you following her? I'm like, I've been following her for years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's people in countries that just know about you. and. Um, who are encouraged by what you do so thank you for your time i hope you enjoyed this podcast conversation and that it fed you in some way to pursue your own dreams be sure to subscribe to zayla mag at zaylamag.com s-e-e-l-e-m-a-g.com where you'll be automatically entered to win our giveaways and follow us on instagram at zayla magazine s-e-e-l-e magazine Till next time.